This is the Trail Trash Podcast. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another adventure with the three of us tonight on the episode 12 of the Trail Trash Podcast. It is myself, Garrett, your unaffectionate host of the evening, Will and John. And I love the view that I have right now. Will is just looking up and where the cameras are, you are just staring at John. It's great. It's like the Brady Bunch. It is the Brady Bunch, except we are... I don't know, man. Which one of us would be Marsha? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jason is out tonight. Jason is taking some much needed time off. Uh, for those who don't know, Jason is the manager of a store. He has consumed too many Reese's with all the stress that is being done, and he is in a sugar coma for the night. So he is uh, taking some much needed time off. He has deserved it. So tonight we're going to do a 2022 year in review, talk about what went right, which was very little, what went wrong, which was a whole hell of a lot. And what we would change, what we have learned. But before we get started, what are we drinking tonight? John, what's in the koozie there? Just in the koozie. It's cider. It's cider. It is a cider. It is the original sin Black Widow cider. All right. Ooh. Will, what you got tonight? Do you have anything? Nothing. No High West whiskey? No High West whiskey. No, nothing tonight. All right. And I have the Bells quite bright. Belgian inspired wheat ale. Is that non-alcoholic or alcoholic tonight? Uh, it's alcoholic tonight. It's been one of those weeks. It's a whole 5%. So, I mean, we getting real frisky tonight. So. But all right. So I guess we'll just dive right into how much we sucked this year. We were 0 for 5 on 100 mile finishes. No. Um, we've talked about mine enough. John, what were your two? Yeah, I had Hellbender first weekend of May, and then of course Rim to River, which we dedicated a whole episode to in the first week of November. Um, so those are my two. <clears throat> Obviously, running 100 miles is hard. Um, Hellbender is extremely hard, definitely a big, burly mountainous race. Had some inclement weather come through during that race, which isn't an, an, an excuse or anything, but it certainly didn't make it any easier. Dude, let's not um, downplay this, man. But, you, were uh, yeah, stuck, was... you were stuck on the top of the highest peak east of the Mississippi in a fucking hailstorm. Let's not downplay how bad the weather was for you for a solid 15 minutes of that. <laughs> yeah. And even after the health storm, I was, the next part of that, you know, course went down the notorious black mountain crest trail, which is just a gnarly, gnarly trail. And it was still raining and had 40 mile per hour wind gust. And it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, DNF to mile 50 that race after timing out. Then, of course, Rim to River, DNF to mile 72. Um, uh, other than that, though, I mean, I did get my scar finished, which, you know, I was pretty happy about. That was a long time coming and, you know, one bright spot of, like, you know, at least like all the A goals of the year. And so, I mean, out of all three of those, I would probably, that's probably, I had to pick one, that would probably been the one I would have taken just because uh, it was the most personally meaningful. Sure, sure. So, um, Will, was the only, was your 100 mile of yours was last year, right? You didn't do, no, you and, you technically, you and Jason were going for 100, right? At seven, I always call it seven sisters. That's not what it is. Seven trails, seven, seven tails. Trails. Seven Trails Ultra in Savannah. Seven Spines, Seven Sins, Seven Sisters, Seven Trails. The Yeti, or the, the damn Yeti event, right? Isn't yeah. that, it's, it's, it's a Yeti event, but it's it not. Is. It, it got moved. I think originally Seven Trails was um, in Damascus, 
the same place his damn Yeti and Yeti 100 is, but something happened. I don't know what. And he had a chance to move it to Savannah. And uh, that's where they did the Seven Trails Ultra Festival this year. Um, now, I, don't, I think he but, renamed it something else and he moved the Seven Trails to made it a like a, a roaming race or a, a, a race that's at a different place all the time now. Mm hmm. But, Let's talk uh, about that race because that is a timed event, right? It is not a set distance. Yeah, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure race. You have like, was it like 40 hours and you just run however long you want? Yeah, now, everyone signed up for 40 or was there like a six and a 12 and a 24? I don't think so. I think it was, I think it was just one time and you go as long as you want. I think oh, so. It was a bam. Here's the whole weekend. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, you I think I made it. I quickly realized during my training because of things that were going on um, in my life that I was really signing up to pace Jason as much as I could. And I thought I'd end up doing 50, 60 miles. And uh, I think I did 40 something. I can't mm -hmm. remember. It was mid 40s, maybe. Did Jason get 100K there or no? He stopped at 50. 50 something, I think. I think 50 yeah, it was just past, uh, it's probably about 56, if I remember correctly. Okay. Because yeah. we were trying to talk him back into going out for two more laps to get 100K and just try to slowly coax him a little bit farther each time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would do it again. That was a, that was a nice race. Uh, it it was a three mile loop, a little over three mile loop. Three ish, through, yeah. Through Warmslow, um, it's a state park, I think, isn't it? Warmslow State Park in um, South Carolina. Yeah, I mean it's a park. That's Carolina or Savannah. Really cool. uh, it is Savannah, Georgia. I'm sorry, Savannah, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. Um, it's right there on the line, but it's definitely a really cool place. Like, you know, um, you had all the, all the scenery down there is really cool. You're running below sea level. Um, flat as a pancake or as close to it as you can get for a trail run. So logistically speaking, it's not, and, and uh, technically speaking, it's not hard. Like, you know, you see, you see your campsite or crew or whatever, every three ish plus miles. So. Yeah, and in sense of Savannah, I mean, you're running under uh, trees with uh, Spanish moss, you know, hanging just like the Forrest Gump <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. running scenes when he's when he's leaving his his house to start his run. Mm -hmm. um, and really, even though it was a three mile loop, it never really got repetitive for me for some reason. It, it was, I don't know, maybe it's because I I don't see that kind of terrain and that scenery every day, but I, that never never bothered me the repetition it was a good it was a good run it was a good race yeah um that and you uh you know you, you see you see everybody in the race a lot throughout the race you know so you know you start recognizing people and stuff and you know there's that camaraderie as well that's one of my favorite things about trail running in in these long distance events especially in, in an event like that is you meet new people you make new friends you learn other people's stories. And I really appreciate that. And I don't feel you find that in other endurance events. Certainly not in marathon. Yeah. Definitely um, not in triathlon. Triathlon, you line up with the wrong kind of bike, you're going to get judged right out the gate. I like, like that's, that is a, uh, <laughs> like we won't talk about that. So, but yeah, I certainly yet... like, um, like in road riding and this isn't a knock on road running, it's fine. And, you know, there's a lot of people who enjoy it. So, you know, whatever floats your boat, but like, I feel like the biggest difference between like road running and like trail and ultra running is that <clears throat> the emphasis shifts from like, you know, your performance or your time to the experience. Yep. Yep. I and, and the stories of everyone that you meet along the way, like, sure. Um, I've yet to find anything like trail and ultra running. It's, it is a big giant 
family. Every event I've been to feels like a big giant family. And that's, that's pretty cool. And I hope it stays that way. So, um, I'm sure as the sport grows, as it has exponentially, exponentially grown since I started a whole four years ago with more money getting flushed in, I'm sure it will change, but I hope some of the races stay the same. So, um, and then Jason, you know, I wish he was here to talk about what, you know, what went wrong for him. Will, you were there, John, you were there. I was not. What do you think what really went wrong for him at Seven Amigos? Well, I mean, you can look at it from like, you know, a physical side and a mental side, right? Um, you know, I know physically speaking, he wasn't where he wanted to be, like as far as his training and stuff. So, um, I mean, there is that for sure. But there's also the mental side, like, you know, when he... I remember when he like DNF'd, we had like everyone, it, it felt like everyone in that campsite around him trying to talk to him to go back out there. And he was just not getting up from that chair um, and nothing we said was going to make any difference. You know, we had Jason Green and Pat Reagan and all his folks around him just trying to talk him into it. First off, let's um, talk about that. You had Pat Reagan <laughs> come up and try to talk him out. <laughs> And, you know, at that time he had several, several hours, you know, that he could have, that he, that he had, that he could have like, you know, finished that, the remaining distance to get to a hundred miles in, um, you know, we, we even like offered, you know, like take him back to like, you know, our Airbnb for the night and just like let him sleep and come back the next morning. But, um, you know, no, I think he had hit the 50 miles like in under, 15 16 hours was it i mean it was not and in the car my car i brought it specifically set up to be able to i brought an air mattress and everything where he could just get in the car and go sleep yeah it just he just didn't want to go any further or couldn't go any further whatever it was there was no talking him out of quitting and we and we've all been there like yeah john you were there with me when when i picked you up you know granted four hours late and I was like, all right, well, let's just go do the trade. Let's go do the loop at no business. And you're like, how are you feeling? As we're coming back in, I'm like, fuck it. I'm done. Like, I am not. We've all been there. And that is a, that's a desolate spot to be. And desolate yeah. is probably a good word to use there. Cause that's kind of how it feels. So. Yeah. I was there at like, you know, mile 72 of Rim to River this year. Like I was moving slowly there for sure. But the more I think about it and the more, I, uh, the more I think if like, you know, one of y'all was sitting there at that aid station and said, let's go. And I think, well, how would I, I would have, how would I have responded? I think, I think, you know, I would have continued on. <laughs> so it's, or, yeah. it's tough, but you know, that's, that's part of the reason why we do it. Yeah. A little sidebar question. Why do you do it? Why do you run a hundred miles? What's your why? Mine is, I want to find where is too much. Like, I have to push my boundaries. Um, so last year, I finished the 100. Okay, great. We did it. Now we have to do it faster. And so that was the goal for me this year. It, was, it wasn't just to finish. It was a timed finish. Um, so that was my thing. And, and for those who are listening... Uh, I'm an Enneagram type three. For those who don't know what Enneagrams are, a type three is a success driven person, a very goal oriented person. And it's funny, my wife is also an Enneagram type three, and we're, we're very, very different type threes. Um, she is a type three that wants everyone to see how successful she is. She's been teacher of the year multiple times, and that is big for her. I could care less. I've worn that buckle from two years ago, one time. I don't give a shit who sees what I finish. But if I set the goal, I have to finish the goal. And so that's kind of why I do these. Like, okay, this is the goal. This is what I have to finish. And we'll go until the wheels fall off. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize just how much you're capable of until you go out and you just do something really really hard like that that challenges you to the core both physically and mentally um 
One thing about that seven trails race, though, that I feel like we absolutely need to talk about before we move on is, so midway through that race, Jason wanted some McDonald's. Um, and so me and Kira went and got him some, some McDonald's. What do you want? Big Mac? McNuggets? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. It's McDoubles, usually. Boom. There you go. So anyways, there were some chicken nuggets involved in this trip <laughs> one of those chicken nuggets made it into the pocket of jason's uh, pack that he was wearing okay what month? Didn't tell him about it in hopes that he would find said chicken mcnugget however after the weekend was over and he had not said anything about the chicken mcnugget um rules started to hint at it and eventually just came out and told him about the chicken mcnugget in the pocket of his pack however for whatever reason, Jason could not find this chicken McNugget. Okay, Didn't believe so- it existed and so thought we were like messing with him. <laughs> that is up until this week. What is it like uh, eight months later when he finally texted us and told us he found the chicken McNugget <laughs> in his pack. <laughs> eight months. <laughs> oh, he, he, he called us liars that entire eight months. <laughs> he, he didn't believe us. <laughs> not one bit. I don't what know what pocket? we could have done in the past that, you know, that would cause them to, like, you know, not trust us. <laughs> oh, a couple things here and there, maybe. <laughs> Will, what pocket did you put it in? Do I, you yeah, even I'll remember? Wait, wait just a damn minute. I'm getting tired. I'm John <laughs> Horner doing shit. And I get pinned with it. It happens every time. It had nothing to do with the chicken nugget. This was a John Horner um uh, endeavor okay <laughs> the same with the dick right the hey dick. man that chicken mcnugget was sitting out in the nuggets. open of the tent i thought i just needed to tuck it somewhere for safekeeping you know i didn't want anything to happen to it they were like you know dogs wandering around in this park one of them could have taken it what if jason needed that chicken mcnugget what if that's what had made the difference between this hundred mile finish and not is that one chicken mcnugget that one chicken nugget you one, never one, know. One last thing to say about that race. Uh, we like to look back on it and think, oh, it was a great time, a great park. But what about those damn sand gnats? Oh, those are the oh, absolute if worst. You a, if you take a mosquito, pump it full of steroids, and allow it to bite you, that's a sand gnat. It feels like it's ripping your skin. Yeah, those things came out as soon as that sun came up. They were out. Like, uh, my arms and legs were just covered in bites. So if you go down there and do that race, for sure, take some repellent. You will need it. Sand gnats. Yeah. Were they drawn to the chicken nugget? <laughs> they were gone by the time uh, the chicken McNugget was acquired. Okay. So, John, what pocket did you put? What did what pocket did you allegedly um, put this chicken McNugget in? Let's see. It was, so he's wearing a Nathan pack. Um, I'm not as familiar with those, but I think it was like one on his left side, like right here. Okay. That that so would under, be under his, his left arm. That would be his yeah, grip yeah. pocket. He never checks in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then. Did he just stop wearing the Nathan vest? No, no, he did not. He probably didn't wear it as much because he hasn't been running like he used to. But he has run that ve- run in that vest a few times. Is he the, the only record, one of us that doesn't wear a Solomon vest? Because I know he has one. But has he, has he just lately been leaning towards his Nathan vest? I think he gets tired of a brand and he goes elsewhere, you know? Okay. I, so I, I think he's he set Solomon aside for a while. Yeah. And how did his dog not find the chicken nugget? So I have a German short haired pointer that he will smell like it has been very hard. He has some treats for Christmas. And they're hiding in a closet in a guest room. And he will sit at the closed door of the guest room because he can smell this vanilla scented treat that he has. <laughs> How did his dog not find this chicken McNugget? Uh, maybe he keeps the vest in a different spot. Maybe he keeps it in the garage or something. I mean, I guess he could. Maybe it never made it into the house. Which and, means um, 
And Did the chicken the nugget make it through multiple wash cycles in the washing machine? You know, if he wasn't in the middle of his old man nap right now, we could ask him. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, for the record, he said it looked the exact same as it did on the day it was placed in the air. <laughs> well, that's but then God. didn't he say it like disintegrated or it started to crumble? Like <laughs> <laughs> dehydrated. Jeez. Yeah. So. All right. So a lot of things. Long story short, for a lot of us, not a whole lot went right. Did any of us actually finish a race of any distance? Well, yeah, of course I did. You, the you only race I ran, the only race I ran this year was no business. I did not run a single other race. So I am a flat goose egg for the whole year. Man. You I should, know. I should probably bow out of the show. Well, I finished several races this year, but they were nice, easy paces. Okay, so what was the longest race you finished this year? Finished mm -hmm. or ground covered? Ground covered would be the uh, seven trails. Mm -hmm. Okay, finished? so outside of that one, what what other races or adventure runs? We'll say that. Outside of that race, what was your longest mileage completed, whether on foot in a race event or on foot? on an adventure run. Mm, it had to be, no marathon. It, it could not have been over 20. I could I, I finished a couple of half marathons, I think. Mm -hmm. Um middle really half. Just, the middle half. Middle half. Um, RIP. Um what was the other one? I don't even remember what the other one was, but the middle half was one. And did you do special kids? No, but I did a 5K or two. I really just didn't run very much this year. I really, I really haven't. And I, I had things go on last year. Um, and for some reason this year, my focus has been elsewhere. Well, I say for some reason, but I know the reasons. And it just hasn't been. The thought of running like that hasn't really ignited a fire under me yet. I'm just not sure. there mentally. Sure. And that's um, a tough spot. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's an easy spot to fall out of and a tough spot to get back once you fall out of it. I'm in that same boat. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll get it back. I've, I've had about 10 false starts this year. And, uh, well... It seems like every time I uh, start start back, something else happens. And I know that's the way it always is, whether you keep going or not. But uh, eventually I'll get there. Something will spark. And then I will be, um, I'll be all in again. I'm just yeah. waiting for that to spark. Yeah. John, did you finish anything? You, you, yeah. Well, you, um, had a, well, you had a race this past weekend, right? So, yeah, I mean, I've had a few races this year. Um, obviously, I already mentioned the SCAR, which was like a 27-hour effort. So, I mean, that's not that the sneeze at for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, um, <clears throat> I ran, uh, ran the Mount Mitchell Challenge this year, which uh, sh was shortened to like a marathon distance for everyone. That was back in February. Um, I had a couple 5Ks. Uh, last week, I ran a seven-miler up at Pallet Mountain. And then the week before that, I ran like a local uh, timed event. I did a three-hour there. So, yeah. How, I've had how a few. many miles did you cover in the three hours? Um, 21. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, – that was, that was my soft goal, uh, you know, just jumping back into like a longer distance. I figured that would be attainable. And so, like, I hit it right on. And, um, yeah, that day is good enough for seconds. So, I was pretty happy about that. Well, there you go. Do you get a nice little shiny medal for second overall? I got, got a, I got a one of those like aluminum mugs. It's around here somewhere. Oh, cool. Don't know where. Cool. I have never podiumed in anything, minus a math test that I cheated on in fifth grade. So that was <laughs> that was interesting. 
I, I strategically sat next to the smartest kid in class. You know, that surprises me, Garrett. I've, I've run, I've raced you when you were in peak condition. I think you haven't podiumed because you haven't signed up for enough races. I'm going to be honest. I think, I think he hasn't podiumed because he hasn't signed up for the right race. Like I think at a certain type of race, he could certainly, he could certainly podium. And that may be, that may be the case. I have not, I have not signed up. This is just how I look at races, I guess. Because all of us have the goal. I don't know if it was a goal. All of us have the dream of running Western states. So I look strategically at races as, okay, does this get me another ticket? Does this get me another entry? Yeah. And until I run states, that will probably be just how I look at 100Ks and 100Milers. And yeah. I know that me, myself, I am not a fast runner over short distances. I'm like a train. Yeah. There's a lot of, it takes a lot of steam to get this body going. I feel like at like that uh, sub ultra, like middle distance, say like around 25K, I feel like like the 25 to 50K, maybe you could really be competitive if you were to like um, train specifically for that distance and maybe even race. But I think my favorite distance, if I could, I, th I, I really think I would love the 50 mile race. If I could get competitive at 50 miles, that that would be, I think that would be good. I also not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm the only one of, out of the four of us that loves climbing. Like I I love a good hill. That's not true. So what you're saying is you that will? you want to come is that you want to come run like a, a vertical mile with us next week up Mount Lacan. Well, I ain't gonna put that on record. No. Right but, here first, folks. <laughs> I'm wondering what your definition of climbing is. Well, okay. So, and again, Jason's not here to defend himself, but do you remember that run that you and I and Jason did? Was it at Sewanee? Was it the lost tooth day? <laughs> Where it, we were coming up to the cars and there's that real nice long climb at the end of Sewanee when you're coming up to the parking lot. Oh, about a shake rag hollow. Yeah. And I flew past Jason and Jason goes, well, fuck you too. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look this run up because I, I'm curious about something in that. About that. Are you looking up the ginger run? It's, Not ginger runner, the ginger run. What year was it? That was two years ago. Two years ago. What month do you think? Oh, it had to have been when I was getting ready for no business. It was a summer month for sure. It had guys, to have been. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna look something. You keep talking about. But who else? Like, like I, I seek out elevation gain, and I don't know if that's just because I am weird. But if I look and like, okay, cool. Like, how much does this run have? Okay, I need to make this more. Does anyone else do that? Does anyone else like hill repeats? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's because of just where I've lived, like my life, like, you know, like a Murfreesboro, which is like flat as a pancake. But mm -hmm. I, I like, I just like, you know, getting to flat runs where I can just like stay at a very consistent pace for however long. Like, I, I just, I've just always been a good rhythm runner. Well, and, and you've always, you've always excelled at that out of, well, I want to see John and Will in peak condition at the middle half in a race. That's what I want to see. Well, what's I feel your, like, what, what, what was your middle half PR out of all the ones you ran there? Um, what was the last year you ran it? Two years ago, John. Uh, I last ran it in twenty one. Uh, so two races ago, not this year, the year before. Yeah, I think I think Will's got me there because, like, my fastest one was in twenty eighteen. Um, 
I did. I was. I didn't train specifically for that distance, but I was running some really, really high mileage, and I came out of that with like a one hour thirty minutes and six seconds. And those six seconds still piss me off to this day because I still can't call myself a sub ninety minute half marathoner. But my fastest one was in two thousand nineteen, and um, it was one twenty four. Oh, so that could be good. Um, if John trained specifically for that distance, that, that could be good. My 13th mile, I ran in 553. I, yeah, I just think <laughs> Jesus got the Strava, got the Strava foul up and everything, just wave it in, in our faces. <laughs> I just think of the four of us, John is probably the only one that oh. would stand a realistic shot at Boston. At by, by the way. By, by the way, by the way, folks, this um, not only did Will run like this um, that time uh, uh, for the half marathon, but it was a week after a uh, scar attempt where we ran 40 miles from uh, uh, Fontana <laughs> Dam all the way up to Newfound Gap. It was a and week after that. The week after that, I qualified for Boston. Yeah. So it was qualified like, for Boston. Yeah, it was like bang, yeah. bang, bang. Yeah, he I ran out of the Chattanooga. Oh, you did do that at Chattanooga. Yeah. Oh, sorry, John. I guess you're not the only one that has a chance at qualifying for Boston. (laughs) I don't know. There's a a race over here called uh, Peak to Creek where it's like a net, where it's like a completely downhill course. That's a Boston qualifier. And I've always enjoyed running downhill. So, I mean, I could just blow the the crap out of my quads and do that maybe. If I remember right, that race that you just mentioned has one of the highest Boston qualifier rates of any Boston qualifying race. Because there's a website you can go to to kind of basically pick which one's going to be the easiest that you could stand a chance at to BQ. And I believe that that one has an astronomically high rate of people who BQ as opposed to any other road marathon. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't come without its own challenges either, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I would love to be competitive at the 50K distance. I, that would be fun. The 50 mile, though, I think would be if I could if I could pick a distance that I would want to be competitive at. I think the 50 would would probably be the one that I would choose. And so maybe that's what I do next year. You know, I don't know. I got to look since, since no business, I have run one time and it was a three mile. Let's just move the legs run. I got to get back to running consistently first. Well, well, let's see. What do you, well, what do you want to do like next year? Are you looking at like a hundred mile or something else or. I've got, I've got three, I've got three that are on the dartboard that I just need to whittle down. Okay. What you got? Yeti with you all. You know you got to sign up for that in like a couple weeks. Yep. Like, like next week. Probably going to have we'll sticker shock. Oh, I yeah. That one's the most expensive of the three. Um, Penhody, hmm. which is probably probably the one I will end up at, or Arkansas Traveler. Hmm. And it's weird. And one of those is September. One of those is October. And one of those is November. Well, shoot, just do all three. Yeah, you'll be trained. You want to have uh, to between the races. Let me, let me just get Amy Adams or whatever her name is on the phone real quick, and I will have her <laughs> call. I'll just send her the bill for those three. So. <laughs> The, the friend slash sugar mama of the trail trash podcast, Miss <laughs> Amy Adams. She doesn't even know it yet. In order to the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> think, you think she'll um, she, think she'd speak to us if we just keep tagging her in all our posts? I mean, maybe we'd at least get a season. We'd at least get a season desist. <laughs> but yeah, so. I guess that's probably a good point to segue into what went right for 22. 
my training plan, I really feel was one of my strong points for the year this year. Um, for the first time I had a coach and I responded really well to everything that he laid out. Um, and I don't know as though I will do another race without a coach. And it's in, in mainly it's the accountability aspect. Because if you look at my 21 verse 22, my training block, my training block was a whole lot better for no business, even though I DNF'd than it was two years ago. And a lot of that was because I was giving someone money to tell me what to do. Yeah, that was a big reason why like, I took on a coach was just like, I remember right before that I finished a 50K where I didn't run a bad time, but I was just like, this isn't anywhere near what I'm capable of. I know it. I just didn't train very well. I just, I just, I just need help, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. So I would say that that is one thing that went right. Um, so the question, Garrett, is if, if having a coach was so much better for you this year, um, how did you manage to finish the year you didn't have a coach? Because I didn't have the time goal on myself, the goal and, – and, the other difference between 21 and 22 is in 21, I had a 50 miler early in the year. So I put more miles in in 21 than I did in 22. But my block for, for no business 22, everything for the year revolved around that block. And then that block was specific to that race. It wasn't that, okay, I put in enough miles to finish a 50 mile, took a month off, did my Peloton that I'm, that is near and dear to my heart, and then picked up some miles and kind of cross-trained my way through. Um, Was that the year we ran those, uh, we ran 40 miles together at Sewanee? Yep. That, first year. Yeah. that was, that was, um, that was right before Dark Sky 50. That was two, three weeks before that which was the 50 mile I did the same year I finished no business. And so my wife and I have talked about it. I need a 50 mile early in the year just to get extra miles on the legs. And it seems like I respond better to a longer training block, maybe a six month training block where we really ease into everything and we get the extra miles. So I need a 50 mile early in the year as well i got one for you you want to go do one uh, yeah look at john's face what you got sawani the rim, oh, the, rim yeah. the rim runners 50 it's in april let's go that's my 50 for the year okay that seems good it's all right in april yep or you could come over here and do 100k on the uh, on the coast that's in when March. does when do you when does registration open for that race? Oh shoot, it may already be open. And it's not a terribly expensive race. So and you don't necessarily have to Airbnb because it's right there. You know how I could I got to where I could run that trail pretty fast, pretty good. Mm -hmm. Now I think rim runners, I think the I think the Sewanee 50 uses different trails than the perimeter trail. They don't use any of the perimeter trail, though. I don't know. I, don't I thought know. I don't know, but I was the assumption, not thought, that they use some of the trails. But well, they yeah, have to. Use, they, yeah, they have to use some of it. There, I don't know as though there's another way to get because it's a hundred mile race as well. Is it really? Mm -hmm. I think it's two loops. I think it's a or four loops. Well, I know they they run across or beside or under the natural bridge. If you've never seen it uh, out there um, uh, on the road going towards um, what's the city at the base of uh, Sherwood? You guys ever been to Sherwood at the base I, of? No, I have not. Uh, to going towards Alabama. Mm -mm. They uh, they say there's no cell phone signal at all in that town. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, the cops when they go through that town they have to carry radios mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway it's kind of a lost place out there it's it's kind of interesting they're just by themselves but a, a, just a little bit town it looks like it used to be a mining town cool but anyway going off subject cut that out um yeah so that's my 50 mile so could we get the crew could all four of us go do that in april yeah yeah i mean it's close enough that it's not going to cost us any room and board i don't know why we couldn't no it's just an hour down the road hour and a half for me we need to well it would cost john some room and board well, he'll just stay with one of us. I got two rooms that aren't usually occupied if it's the right weekend. Yeah, or family. He's got his, his family. And I, and, I, and I got he's got a family, and, and I got a couch. So. Yeah. And John's got or and Jason's got space. Yeah, so. that's what we should do. Let's all camp at Jason's. Let's house. all camp at Jason's. Yeah, we're just all. <laughs> There's house. our Airbnb. Don't tell him we're doing it either. Well, he can't listen to this episode then. So, <laughs> okay. So we're 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 committing Jason to this race. So okay. And we will all be knights of Castle Atnip for a weekend. I don't know how much I could stomach having any one of you beat me though. That would be tough. Well, we'll, we'll see. If this motivates so, us even more. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Yeah, so that's one of the things that went right in 21 that did not go right in 22. But the training plan for 22, no business, was one of my brighter points. Um, I felt great until the injury, which we've all talked about. That's another conversation. Um, I was I was riding high. I was feeling pretty confident. So I would probably use my coach again. Um, I don't necessarily know as though I would switch to another coach. Um, yeah, so I, w- I would reach out to to Ron again and say, hey, Ron, you know, this is my plan for 23. I want you for these two races. So you should let me coach you. I mean, I know one of your clients and, sh- and that person has done pretty well. I'll coach you. Good boy. John, what went right for you in 23? 23, 22. 22. Um, I mean, I mean, um, I I don't know. I feel like most of it went well. Obviously, I didn't get those two finishes, but everything else was all right. It was it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed running. I stayed free of injury. I feel like John's the most. I enjoyed running. That was a very Forrest Gump answer, John. (laughs) I don't feel like John had a very unsuccessful year, to be honest with you. I mean, he he's always racing. I always have to read about him racing, doing well, finishing scar. Yeah. Colleen's always dropping, congrats, John. <laughs> John with like another Hill, finish, John. And even like the Hellbender finish, that or DNF, um, that one doesn't bother me too much just because that race is so tough. And, you know, it's probably the hardest race i've attempted to date and so that one doesn't bother me the the rim to river one does a little bit just because you know looking back on it i'm pretty sure i could have finished that if i just gotten my head straight but yeah well i know you didn't run much this year i know you didn't race much let's put it that way what what went right for you this year uh nothing my wife just yelled from upstairs (laughs) weeding meeting her was your high (laughs) and if that's your high i'm sorry (laughs) yeah my life's gone downhill quite a bit since i've met her i don't know if there's a coincidence that's a coincidence or so yeah that's probably the high um (laughs) I don't know. I guess just resetting my life and seeing uh, running has not been 
has not been that big of a deal for me this year. It just really hasn't. I mean, the people are around me, it's a big deal for them because they're in a different place in their life. It's a big deal for you guys. Um, and and at, some, at some level, it is important to me still, you know, because it's not it's not just the running that's important. It's everything that comes along with running, the fitness, the mentality, the drive, the competitiveness. Um, I need those things back. And running brings those things back for me. But um, the bit, the most important things that happened in my life this year don't have anything to do with running. It's it's getting my life in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't really focus on running 100-mile races, 50-mile races, running an hour and 20-minute half marathons until my personal life is in order because that's the priority to me. But well, as, it all, as it should be for every runner. Yeah, and, and once that is, then I can start freeing my mind up and using some of my energy towards running and racing again. Until then, I'm just going to be kind of flat when it comes to running. I may run two or three miles, but it's just probably, for instance, I ran with Don Poston a few times this year. He signed up for a race and he went out and killed it because Don is coming back from a low in his running career. I guess you call it career. And he's coming back and he's, he's holding them at these races and everything. And for the first time ever, I've gone to these races and just hung around, just kind of ran at a pace that never got in a hurry, never tried to race. And just kind of experienced it. And two things. I liked it. And I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Let's elaborate so, on that. Well, the will in me of old. Um, wished I was running as fast as I could. Whether that meant I finished 50th or first. The fast as I could. You know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was nice going out there and just running and not putting any pressure on myself because I've had enough pressure on myself the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So there was something nice about just going out there, paying for an event and just having fun and watching other people that are my friends succeed. You know, instead of worrying about how well I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe I'm getting older. I don't know. But. I would imagine that's only going to go so far for me. I want my friends to succeed, but I want to be there with them at some point, you know? Sure. Um, but running, like I said, to start this whole thing, it has not been a priority for me this year. Yeah. And things going wrong running to me, um, that's not really going wrong. The only, the, the negative I see uh, if I had to put say one thing, just one thing, is that I gained a bunch of weight, and I'm out of shape. My fitness is not there. So that's probably the only thing I could say went wrong in running for me. Everything else, it's just running. Uh, it's just fucking running. It's just fucking running. It's a hobby, you know. It, it's it's a good hobby. Um, mm-hmm. Not the end of the world. And yeah. Unless you start getting a paycheck for it, it's just running. Ain't none of us getting a paycheck for this. <laughs> none of us are. Will I? Will honestly, I believe that if you had found running twenty years ago, it'd be a different story for you. I don't know. Who knows, dude? You drank a fifth or whatever of High West whiskey and took second place at Damn Yeti. I. I'm not wrong. I don't, I'm just, (laughs) I just know how in short periods, I'm not an ultra runner like say John is. I can't do it for a hundred miles, but stuff that's 30, 40 miles, 50 miles, 20 miles. Um, I, I'm you, I can tolerate a a certain level of pain pretty Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and that's all it is. Sure. And that's really all it is. Yeah. So what did we learn from this year? I kind of already talked about mine. I learned that a coach works for me. Some people need a coach. I need, I, I feel like for the hundred mile distance, especially I need the structure that a coach provides. I also, sure. learned, yeah, like, I also um, learned that I need that 50 mile race early in the year. I'm, it seems to me based on 21 verse 22, I am very much a high mileage runner, not a strong training block runner. So maybe a longer training block. If that makes sense. I need, I mean, obviously we need more miles to finish a hundred mile race, but I need a fall race. I guess if, I, if you were to look at it as a calendar year, I need a fall hundred mile and a spring 50 to have a good fall hundred mile race. So that is something that I would look to implement in 23, I guess. Right. I found that uh, for me, um, running fast during the weeks, uh, during the weekdays when I'm in my training blocks, 10 miles. Well, there were days you could do 18, 18 miles and less usually around 10 mile runs during the week, three times a week, and then running 20 to 30 miles at a time on the weekends, at least one of those days at a very slow pace mm -hmm. was when I got the strongest. Um, but you know, it's everybody's different. John's sure. going to be different. He, the way he does, it's going to be different. He's sure. more successful at this than we are, you know, by far. Uh, yeah, well, probably. Yeah. But, um, I think I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> I think the key to it all is finding out what your body responds to and doing it. If that means getting a coach, get a coach. If you're self-disciplined enough and you know enough how uh, about how to do it yourself, do it yourself. But um, if you run long enough and you keep pushing yourself, you, you eventually you're going to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Um. <laughs> Like one of the biggest things, for example, um, I found out along the way that if I'm going to run 20 miles and above, I can't drink anything carbonated. During the race? During the race, I cannot drink anything carbonated. Because I, my gut makes... gets sloshy every time at about 20 miles. And I learned that running Sewanee Perimeter Trail. With me? That one day? That 40-mile day? Uh, no, because I didn't drink anything carbonated that day. Oh, I'm talking about all the previous stuff. When I, mm -hmm. when I was in the middle of my, my training blocks that I put together, uh, Sewanee was, uh, the perimeter trail was a trail that I ran as fast as I could about every three weeks. That's a great trail. I mean, it really is. So, you know, just running that 20 miles, you can kind of figure, you know, at 20 miles, you can kind of see what, how your body's going to respond to certain mm -hmm. things. Of course, that changes when you hit 60, 70 miles, but. Yeah. Yeah. John, what's your big takeaway from 22? Um, hundred miles are hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how many you've completed before. Uh, they'll still, they can still knock you on your butt. Um, but to quote Carl Meltzer, a hundred miles is not that far. He never said it was easy. Just said it wasn't that far. So <laughs> I mean, I, I can get on board with that. Um, and then just, you know, I guess like, you know, the mental side of it, um, recovering, mentally from a big effort like that is uh it's it's challenging and you know probably almost as important as the physical side too and that's that's probably one thing that i struggled with between scar and hellbender you know i did those two three weeks apart um and you know it i felt you know physically recovered and stuff but mentally i i i just don't know um just it just take they, they take a lot of out a lot out of you you know a big 24 hour plus effort 
and then turning around going to do a race that has like a 40 hour cutoff. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was challenging. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. And so would then, you, yeah. Oh, what? I'm going to say, would you add, would you take away so many big events in a year or would you keep the same? So, I mean, that's like, so, I mean, that's three big events in a year. Um, and two that were know, very probably, close together. Yeah, I would be hesitant to have like, say like more than 200 milers or 24 hour plus efforts in the same year again. Um, it would just really depend on timing. I would really, I'd really have to think about it as far as like the timing between them and just making sure, you know, everything's, everything's recovered and just ready to go. Not to get too sidetracked, but I don't think we've talked about Hellbender on a podcast episode yet. Yeah. Do you think the scar finished three weeks before was too much? Looking back this far, do you think that was maybe too much and not enough downtime between the two? Um, in terms of those three weeks in between, um, yeah, like I just said, mentally, yeah, it was probably a little close together. Physically, you know, I felt mostly okay and mostly recovered from like the scar and going into Hellbender. And, you know, me and my coach, you know, had a pretty good plan uh, in between the two. I just, it's tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that is uh, the understatement of the year, I think, right there. 100 miles are tough. So. But again, that's why we do them. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, it's safe to say that 2022 was, for the most part, a bust for our ultra endeavors, minus John's scar finish. <laughs> I don't know. I debate that, you know, as long as, you know, we, we talk about how tough it is and stuff and, um, you know, how challenging it was. And yeah, we were, we were over five on hundred mile efforts, but I think the big takeaway, you know, for like, you know, trail and ultra running is, um, you know, did I learn something and I'm doing things that challenged me? Um, you know, I really think, you know, a lot of us benefit from, you know, doing things that challenge us, um, especially when things are like so comfortable. Well, I think that's about the understatement of the year that hundred miles are tough. Granted, we all did learn something from our events, from our endeavors, from our adventures. Um, but it is time to put 2022 behind us for the good and the bad. And uh, next week we might dive into we might spring it on Jason that, hey, we're all staying at your house and we're all heading down to Sewanee to raise hell, praise Dale and drink some Burn Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, guys, it is a pleasure to talk to you about our running shenanigans. And I hope none of you pistol whip me for saying shenanigans. That's a nice little super troopers reference for anyone that doesn't know. So, um, any closing words? Any last things you want to say about 2022 before we look forward to 23 and all the better belt buckles that await in 23? Thank God this year is over with. That's that's about right. <laughs> about right. On that note, I will raise one more cheers to you all. Finish off a beer. And let y'all get on your merry way. So, everybody have a merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys too. It is a, I, I am fortunate to call you all some of my closest friends. I don't want you to take that for granted. And I don't want, I don't want you to know, I don't want you to think I don't appreciate you guys because I do. So. I'm going to appreciate the fact that i have a key to jason's house later tonight when i check under his tree to see what's there <laughs> just see if you can slip that apple watch off you're good slip a, slip a chicken nugget into one of those presents <laughs> please put a, slip, a chicken nugget in his stocking <laughs> maybe maybe i'll go buy a chicken nugget tomorrow and wrap it up and take it over to him and just 
<laughs> He's such a good friend, Jason. I, I thought I'd leave his gift. Don't open it until Christmas morning with the family. I'm sure he would love nothing more to, than to see you waltzing, to, waltzing into his store, you know, two days before Christmas to, to see your best friend. <laughs> just, I mean, you're just bringing him in lunch. You're just doing a good thing. You if I was for, if I was sure he was over his, whatever illness he had last week and the week before, I would go visit him tomorrow, <laughs> just for funsies. Just drop it on his car hood. <laughs> Tell him you left something on his car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Until next time, I will see you guys later. Have a good night, y'all.